Bill Ingram, and this is Welcome to Texas, a show about Texas history, lifestyle, and faith here in the Lone Star State. On today's show, we'll learn about the history of the city of Houston. We'll find out what a picky eater I once was, and we've all heard that looks ain't everything. So what does God look at? That's all coming up on today's Welcome to Texas. Hope On Demand is a brand new mobile app where you can see videos, listen to podcasts, read blogs, and articles to help you grow in your faith. Download the mobile app now on iOS and Android. Just search for Hope On Demand. Looks ain't everything. We've all heard that, but yet we still tend to favor the prettiest people, the best looking, and the more glamorous of the bunch. That's where we go wrong. Just because someone looks great on the outside doesn't mean they have a good heart. Which, by the way, is what God looks for in a person. Remember, in the book of 1 Samuel, when the people of Israel wanted a king, God gave them Saul. In 1 Samuel 9-2, it says, There was not a more handsome person than he among the children of Israel. From his shoulders upward, he was taller than any of the people. Saul was said to be a very handsome guy. Problem was, he had a rebellious heart, so eventually God rejected him. God replaced Saul with someone who wasn't as handsome on the outside. God saw something in David that none of the others had. David had a heart that was devoted to God. If we truly want to be more like God, we must look past looks, charisma, and talent and look for those in our life based on godly character. In 1 Samuel 16, 7, it says, For the Lord does not see as man sees. For man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. In other words, looks ain't everything. Hope on Demand has a brand new podcast called The Art of Friendship. It's hosted by my friend and author, Kim Weir. It's all about creating and keeping relationships that matter. Look for it now wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for The Art of Friendship. Growing up in Houston as a kid, I was a very picky eater. Mom and Dad weren't very adventurous, so therefore neither was I. I was grown and away from the house before I ever had the opportunity to even try pizza, lasagna, or Chinese food. I also wasn't big on fish or any seafood except shrimp. I just didn't like it. That is, until my wife Letha and I got married. You see, Letha could eat seafood every day of the week. When we started dating in 2004, she told me, she said, I have a one-bite rule. Take one good bite. If you don't like it, you don't have to eat it again. Well, her one-bite rule changed my eating habits forever. And now I eat all kinds of fish and different seafood like oysters, scallops, clams, and, of course, crab and shrimp. I even like some sushi. So I thought it was funny when I bought home a pepperoni pizza one night. She shared with me, she said, I don't care for pizza. I said, oh, oh, wait a minute. What about your one bite rule? (laughs) She said, yeah, there's that. Well, now she eats pizza too. So don't be afraid to try new things, things that you've been told or you thought you didn't like. You may be surprised. There's a whole new culinary world out there just waiting for you to bite into it. Hope On Demand has a podcast called Anything But Quiet Time. 
It's hosted by my good friends, Rochelle and Carter. Each week, they have fun and insightful conversation about what they're learning in their quiet time. You can download it now wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for anything but quiet time. I've had people ask me, is Houston named after Sam Houston? Well, the short answer to that is yes, but Sam Houston did not name the city. Two brothers, the founders of the city of Houston, named the city after General Sam. Augustus Chapman Allen and John Kirby Allen, the two Allen brothers, they purchased some land along Buffalo Bayou, and they named it Houston after the Texas hero. General Sam Houston and his Texian army, of course, defeated Santa Ana and the Mexican army to win Texas independence in 1836. The Allen brothers convinced General Sam to make the city of Houston the capital city after he was elected president of the Republic of Texas. Sam Houston's successor, Mary Bo B. Lamar, moved the Texas capital to Austin in 1839, and then Texas became the 28th state of the United States of America, December 29, 1845. And just so you know, at the turn of the 20th century, Houston was not the big metropolitan area along the Gulf Coast. Galveston was. However, the 1900 storm changed all that. Galveston was devastated, and thousands were killed in that storm. Many survivors moved further inland to rebuild. So between that and the discovery of oil, Houston's growth took off in the early 1900s. It really hasn't slowed down since. And by the way, I'd like to thank Jillian Cruz, a Rice University graduate, for writing about this bit of history of our city. It's time for me to vamoose to the hoose. I'm Bill Ingram, and this has been Welcome to Texas, a show about Texas history, lifestyle, and faith here in the Lone Star State. I hope you enjoyed today's show, and I hope you'll join me again for Welcome to Texas. <laughs>